Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. With the new year now upon us, you've probably begun to see a lot of articles about resolutions, goals, and habits pop into your inbox and newsfeed. We could spend months exploring the various aspects of this research, but I thought we could keep it simple today and focus on just one question about setting goals. Namely, what type of goals are best if you want to maximize motivation and the likelihood of sticking with your plans? Are you more likely to make it to your desired destination if you set big goals? Or do you increase your chances of success by setting smaller goals? Well, it turns out there's conflicting research with evidence to support both. There are studies which suggest that small goals can help with motivation and persistence, while big goals can be discouraging. Yet there are also studies which suggest that achieving small goals can make you feel like you've made progress, which can lead to complacency and a tendency to relax and ease up instead of powering on through. So a team of researchers wondered if perhaps the value of big and small goals depends on timing. As in, maybe small goals are more helpful in the beginning stages of a new project, while bigger goals are more useful when you're getting closer to completing the project. To take a closer look, the team set up an eight-day experiment where 207 participants were hired through a crowdsourcing company to collect up-to-date sales information on books at different bookstores. Essentially, they were hired to physically go to local bookstores, take pictures of certain books on the shelves, and upload those photos through an app. The participants would receive points for every book uploaded, which varied depending on quality of the information submitted, like the preciseness and informativeness and so on. And to receive compensation for their work, they would have to accumulate 80 points by the end of eight days. Participants were randomly divided into one of three groups. The big goal group was given daily reminders and feedback about their progress towards the goal of 80 points, such as, you've earned 44 out of 80 points in total. The small goal group, on the other hand, was given daily reminders and feedback about their progress towards tiny daily goals of accumulating 10 points per day, like, you've earned 4 out of 10 points today. Then there was a hybrid group, which received tiny goal reminders and feedback on the first four days of the task and big goal feedback on the last four days of the task. So something like, 
4 out of 10 points today on days 1 through 4, and then 44 out of 80 points in total from days 5 through 8. Would any of this make any difference in their motivation and how much progress they made towards the overall goal of 80 points in 8 days? Well, in terms of the number of books uploaded, the big goal group performed the worst. They uploaded an average of 19 books each. The small goal group did a little better, uploading an average of 20 per person. And the hybrid group did the best, averaging about 27 books per person. And was there any difference between groups in terms of how many participants completed the overall goal of 80 points in 8 days? Once again, the hybrid group came out on top, with 57% of the group members achieving the overall goal, compared to the big goal and tiny goal groups, which performed about the same as each other at around 34% and 39%, respectively. The researchers also were able to get a sense of how participants' motivations changed over the course of the week by looking at how many books were uploaded each day. For instance, the big goal and tiny goal groups started out with about the same level of motivation, but the big goal group's motivation appeared to drop after the first day and stayed low during days 2 through 5 until increasing again on day 6. The tiny goal group's motivation started out high as well, but their efforts gradually decreased as the days went by. Meanwhile, the hybrid group's motivation stayed higher than the big goal group during days 1 through 4, and looked a lot like the tiny goals group. However, their motivation also stayed high during days 5 through 8, and they didn't demonstrate the drop in motivation that the tiny goals group appeared to experience in the latter part of the week. So it's like the hybrid strategy gave participants the best of both worlds, more motivation in the early part of the project, and more motivation in the latter part of the project too. And why might this be? The researchers explained that in the early stages of pursuing a goal, it's important to prove to yourself that a goal is attainable. Because as confidence grows in your ability to make progress towards your goal, this increases your motivation to keep going. Which is why it seems to be so helpful to break larger, am I really capable of this goals, into smaller, oh, I can totally do this goals, when you're just getting started. However, once you've made a good bit of progress towards your big goal, and attainability is not as much of a question, those tiny goals that helped you get started can become less motivating. It's at this point that focusing on the gap between where you are now and where you want to be, and how much you value the overall goal, can help to keep your motivation high. It takes more than motivation alone to get yourself across the finish line, of course. But whether it's working through a complete book of etudes and exercises, learning a new concerto, or preparing a recital program, if you find that your New Year's motivation drops off pretty quickly in the next couple weeks, it could be that your goals are too big. See how things feel if you break the goal down into less intimidating bite-sized chunks, like working on just one scale per week. And then consider breaking things down even smaller when it comes to your daily routine. For instance, aim to work on the scale of the week for just five minutes, or even one minute and then the associated arpeggios for another 5 minutes, or even just half an arpeggio for 30 seconds. Then, when you find yourself at the point where habits have been established, progress toward your goal has begun to feel routine, and motivation starts to ease up, remember to refocus on the bigger goal again. Remind yourself why it is that you set that big goal in the first place, and see if that rekindles the spark inside as you remember why it would be so meaningful to complete that book of etudes perform the complete concerto, or give that recital. You can find links to this week's study and other related practice hacks at bulletproofmusician.com blog. 
If you found this episode helpful, please do share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think would also enjoy experimenting with it during the coming week. And if you'd like to explore this sort of thing in more depth, whether it be to get more out of your daily practice or to get better at managing performance pressure and shrinking that gap between what you can do in the practice room and what comes out on stage, you can learn more about the live and self-paced courses that are available at bulletproofmusician.com courses. 